Welcome to The Gaggle, an AC Central podcast where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen, also a national reporter for the Republic. In today's episode, we're talking about the 2020 U.S. Census. We're not always on the same side of policy decisions, but we do agree on this. The 2020 census matters to Arizona. We'll break down what the census means in terms of federal funding and how it could change the political landscape in Arizona. What does the 2020 census mean for Arizona? For your community? For your family? Every 10 years, the U.S. government counts the number of people in the country. That count helps determine the amount of money each state receives from the federal government. The 2020 census helps us plan for Arizona's future with things like roads and hospitals, schools and education, support for Arizona's growing workforce, and the things that matter to Arizona families. But an inaccurate count can leave things like public schools underfunded. That has a lasting impact on the financial health of a state. Up to $3,000 per person every year is at stake. That's nearly $20.5 billion every year. For things that make our communities stronger, like healthcare, preschool, after-school programs, and even affordable housing. But federal funding isn't the only item that's on the line with the census. It also determines the number of congressional districts in each state. And with Arizona's growing population, we could earn another seat in the House of Representatives. But that's also affected by the accuracy of the census count, too. So how is Arizona preparing for the census? The city of Phoenix has launched an effort called I Count 2020. And Mayor Kate Gallego even visited schools recently to educate children on the importance of the census. Census is important because in 10 years, the kids are going to need technology. When they're going to build a road, they need a, um, they need a picture how, because um, if they don't have the numbers of the people, they're gonna, they might make the road too small. Last year, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey created the Arizona Complete Count Committee for the 2020 census. The goal of the committee is to promote census participation. It's the start of a new decade and time for the 2020 census. The census is safe, easy, and important, and it's our civic duty to participate. Joining the gaggle to talk about that is Alec Thompson. Alec is the executive director of that committee. Alec, thanks for joining us on the gaggle um, for this episode. Um, we wanted to get a sense from you what's really at stake with the census. What is Arizona going to do to make sure that we get an accurate count? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, the census is absolutely critical uh, for shaping the next decade in Arizona. Um, we know that um, census data is used not only to determine Arizona's political representation in Washington, but also to guide uh, the distribution of more than $675 billion um, of federal funding annually to the states. That's, that's a big deal, and that really has an impact on Arizonans uh, directly. Uh, that's about $3,000 per person every every year that we're looking at with our census counts. So we want to make sure that, that, that we get our fair share of federal funding to support uh, important programs from our health care um, to after-school programs, school lunch programs. It really touches uh, every element of life in Arizona. 
So there are some changes to the census this time around since 2010. Uh, how are people counted during the census this time? Yeah, so we are, uh, uh, it's a really exciting year for the census. Uh, for the first time ever, you can respond online by phone or the traditional way by mail. Um, and so that, that process begins on March 12th, where Arizonans will be able to uh, self-respond. The majority of Arizonans will receive that invitation uh, in the mail to uh, self-respond. Um, and they'll get a few different reminders before uh, someone actually comes and knocks on their door. Uh, that process starts later uh, in about May. So there's a few months uh, where uh, Arizonans can actually go online, on the phone, or, or mail in their, their paper questionnaire. Okay, so online is a first-time endeavor for a lot of people with regard to the census. Uh, what are some safety tips for people um, on that? Uh, we've seen already that there are some Facebook types uh, trying to uh, do some data mining um, that Facebook has later removed. So how do people know what's legitimate versus what is possibly a scam or, or for some other purpose? Sure, that's a great question. Um, it, you know, it, it's really important to know that this um, that the census is a cornerstone of American democracy. And more than that, it, it's extremely protected. So all of the information that's given to the Census Bureau specifically is protected by law and not shared with any other government agency and also encrypted data. I mean, they have uh, substantial uh, precautions in place to protect those responses. Um, but to your point about, um, you know, uh, those things to watch out for online, um, you know, you want to look for that Census Bureau logo. And you can see that on our website uh, by going to azcensus2020.gov or to the Census Bureau's website, 2020census.gov. Um, and that'll that'll kind of show you that what that legitimate uh, look looks like, what you should keep an eye out for in your mail when you get that invitation. Um, give us a sense of the challenge in trying to get an accurate count in in these matters. What communities are hardest to count uh, during the census, and what is the state doing to try and make sure people don't fall through the cracks? Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Governor Ducey uh, launched uh, the Arizona Complete Count Committee last year, um, appointed a group of 23 uh, very diverse Arizonans from across the state to really lead the charge to reach those traditionally undercounted communities. And I like to use the word traditionally undercounted because, um, you know, when we, we, we want to make sure that it's, it's our job to connect with them and let them know. Um, let these populations know that the census is safe, easy, and important. And so we're working to develop targeted plans um, to communicate with these residents. So we're talking about um, rural residents, we're talking about seniors, um, we're talking about our non-native English speakers. And so we've developed a really comprehensive, um, targeted grassroots campaign so that people are hearing uh, that message of safe, easy, and important from their pastor, for example, from their teacher maybe individuals in their community that they really trust. To expand on this idea for a second, Arizona's Native American populations have traditionally been undercounted in past census counts. This is due in part to their rural isolation. The state is aware of this and it's increasing its outreach efforts to indigenous communities. This includes its outreach through the AZ Census 2020 YouTube channel. My name is Shandine Parrish and I'm Miss Navajo Nation 2019-2020. I'm from Kayanta, Arizona and I'm here today to encourage you all to get counted this year for the Census 2020. 
We're all Arizonans and our tribal communities should be part of our complete count. It all matters. But our indigenous populations aren't the only group to be undercounted. Children have also been undercounted in most census counts. Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked about children because uh, one of the most traditionally undercounted populations is that population of zero to five. So often uh, children are left off of the census. So uh, a household may respond but leave off the newborn. In fact, we just uh, partnered with Banner Health. Uh, Governor Ducey just announced a partnership where we'll be distributing a thousand onesies statewide um, branded census to kind of uh, reinforce that message of you know newborns count. If they're if they're born when you respond to the census, then they should be included. On your, uh, on your, for your household. Okay, so you sort of hinted at the next question. Um, newborns, do they count? The answer is yes. What other misconceptions might there be surrounding the census? Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of uh, fear about providing information, um, and I think that that's one of our biggest challenges, right? Is 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 building that trust with our citizens to let them know um, that their information is safe and that responding is safe. Another misconception is that undocumented immigrants shouldn't fill out the census. There's a fear among the immigrant community that doing so might lead to arrests. But the Census Bureau doesn't share personally identifiable information with any other agencies, including law enforcement. And the state's trying to get the word out about that, too. Participe en el censo. Toda la información que usted pruebe no se va a compartir con ninguna agencia del gobierno y ninguna agencia federal. So you've also kind of hinted at this now a couple different times, but what are the consequences of an undercount? Uh, if we miss by you know, a significant number, what will that mean for Arizona? Yeah, so we know that just a 1% undercount would result in a loss of $62 million a year um, annually. So that's $620 million um, that Arizona would lose with just a 1% undercount. So it's really critical that we get that that complete count of everyone living in the state. Um, you know, the, this, it, it, it supports so many programs that we all rely on that keep our communities safe and healthy. What did we learn from the 2010 census in terms of administering this and, and uh, trying to boost response rates um, as a state? Yeah, you know, um, back in 2010, um, you know, we were living in a really different time. You know, we were in a, in a recession. There wasn't a lot of... Um, money invested in a campaign. So the state is investing money in, in this effort. Um, and we're also um, com creating this complete count committee, which is also a new concept. So the Census Bureau as a whole has really taken this more community-driven approach and getting states involved, cities involved, and establishing these local complete count committees uh, to communicate directly with people about how important this is. So um, to, to answer your question, um, we're, we're, you know, getting to work and we're, we're talking to Arizonans about why this matters. Uh, California has invested more than $150 million to try and boost their response rate. Um, how much has Arizona put forth and, and you know, how do you compare those two efforts? 
Yeah. So, you know, it's important to note that we are investing. um, And, you know, I think uh, we're investing a little bit closer to 1.5 million as a state. Um, And then you see, uh, I I think it's about 3 million coming from the MAG effort. Um, City of Tucson has invested in this, Coconino County. Um, So cumulatively, you know, we have that number is a little bit bigger. But, um, you know, I think it's important to note that there's really no price tag on what we're doing from a community-based standpoint. And, you know, we're doing this the Arizona way, and we're we're making sure to spend our money smart and in a really targeted way that reaches those traditionally undercounted communities. Is California wasting their money? You know, I'm I'm not totally familiar with how exactly that money is being spent. Um, all the states are doing it in a very different way. So you have some states that are giving money to local municipalities. Um, you have other states that are not spending any money at all. So Texas, for example, is not investing a dime in their complete count effort. And I think another thing about California is that their population is actually declining, right? So they're really interested in making sure that they, you know, get those numbers up. When we're looking at a state like Arizona, we're the number one inbound state in the country. So we know that our population is growing and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that all of those people are counted. Okay. So our population is growing. Um, What will that mean politically for Arizona coming out of this census? Uh, How does this affect our congressional delegation? Yeah, you know, I think we're uh, really well positioned to gain a 10th seat, which is really exciting. Um, you know, I'm as sure I'm, as I'm sure you know, uh, the more representation we have in Washington, uh, the the stronger the Arizona's voice is in Washington, D.C., which can even more impact those resources and those services that are coming to the state. So we're really excited about that. Um, you know, last, last uh, census, we got District 9. So we're looking forward to getting District 10. All right, listeners, let's dive into some afterthoughts. Ron, when does redistricting happen? Who creates the map and how does the census sort of play into that? Okay, so this is a multi-step process, but not too difficult. Number one, we have to do the census. That will be tied to April 1st, 2020. There's some time uh, after that date to turn it in and they'll be uh, trying to gather up information for months afterward. Then the state of Arizona has a process that it puts in play that will play out throughout 2021, and that is using the Arizona Independent Redistricting Commission. That's a five-member panel, two Democrats, two Republicans, one independent, and they will draw the legislative map that will be used for the next decade and the congressional map that will be used for the next decade. So it's certain that we are going to get at least one new district, correct? Yeah, it's a pretty safe bet. You don't know until you see the actual numbers, but the annual estimates that they do for every single state suggests the pattern that's sort of, you know, dominating at this time. And based on everything that we've seen in the numbers to this point, it certainly looks like a slam dunk that Arizona will get a 10th seat. Very, very low chance that we'll get a an 11th seat. So who's going to lose a seat because of this population growth here in Arizona? Well, so historically, the Rust Belt area, New York, but this time maybe even California for the first time in that state's history could lose a seat. It really depends. There's a complex mathematical formula that involves a lot of square numbers, and so I'm not even going to try and get into that. But depending on who comes in where, um, you may see uh, some movement for the first time out of the Golden State and into the Grand Canyon State. So 
What kind of political shift in Congress or in a potential new delegation could we see with a CD10? Well, wow. So that's a really important question. And I, I know we're going to be taking that up in more than one gaggle. The bottom line is that independent redistricting commission has a lot of latitude. They have many missions that they're trying to uh, take care of, not the least of which is the competitiveness equation that they want to uh, try and create as many competitive House districts as they can in Congress. This last time, they actually created three districts that on paper, at least, were supposed to be competitive. And this next time, they'll probably try and do at least three again, but boy, ringing out of that a fourth competitive seat would really be a hard thing. And we should note that while everybody sort of likes the idea of a competitive house district, what that really means is that you have to sandbag the other districts with a lot of Democrats or a lot of Republicans. And so those become districts that are, you know, <laughs> extremists in, in another person's eyes. All right. Thank you, Ron, so much for that insight. We will be following the ongoing census efforts here on azcentral.com. Well, thanks so much to Alec Thompson from the Arizona Complete Count Committee for coming in today. To find out more information about the census, visit azcensus2020.gov. That's it for today, Gaggle listeners. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Winget. And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Maritza Dominguez and Katie O'Connell. Audio in today's episode came from the AZ Census 2020 YouTube page. Thank you so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. We'll see you next week.